everyone, and welcome to another episode of Life Hacks for Working Moms, the podcast that helps you overcome the overwhelm, embrace the chaos, and cultivate a life you love. My name is Megan Strand, and I am so, so glad to be here with you today. Have you ever heard about something another family has done or is doing, and your mouth literally drops to the floor as you think, how did they ever do that? I think you're going to have a similar reaction when I introduce you to my guest today. In September of 2013, Catherine Speccarelli and her husband sold most of their belongings, including their home, and traveled the world for a year with their two sons who were ages 6 and 10 at the time. They visited 25 countries on five continents, and I don't know about you, but I am dying to hear more about this adventure. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, I, I can't, I've been excited all day to talk to you, so I can't <laughs> wait to just jump right in. Um, so tell me the story of how you and your husband decided to travel the world with your kids. Well, we've always really loved um, being together as a family and traveling together as a family. Both of the boys had um, passports by the time they were four to six weeks old somewhere oh in my there. Gosh. And um, yeah, so yeah, their first little passport looked like total mug shots because we had to hold, hold their neck up from behind because they were so little Aww. yet, you know. But um, yeah, so we just have really loved that um, family time together. And um, it's just kind of been a dream. You know, every time we went on vacation, we came home thinking, boy, that 10 days was way too short, you know. <laughs> so it kind of just kept evolving into how can we make this longer another time. So it sounds like you definitely have travel in your blood, which is which is awesome. But was there a particular moment that you can think back to that you thought, you know what, we could actually do this? I think it was more of an evolution of, you know, how can we make this longer? Uh, you know, before we had kids, we, we were able to get away for, I think, four weeks one summer to Italy, just the two of us. And so we kind of knew extended longer travel was possible. Um, and we knew the benefit for our children of having done it. Both of us, um, my husband and I both studied abroad during high school or college and just knew the benefit of getting kids out there young. And it just became kind of a passion that evolved over time. So I don't think it was a one one light bulb moment, but, you know, it certainly has always been there. You know, I I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that experiential piece, because this is, I think, why I'm so excited to talk to you, because there are definitely different types of travelers. There are, you know, kind of the touristy things. And if you read your your fantastic blog, which I'll put a link to in the show notes, you know, you kind of get that sense of like, okay, we're playing tourists now versus we're travelers. Can you talk a little bit about your own personal philosophy about that and how that relates to your kids? Well, we tried really hard to do um, something what we call slow travel, and it's certainly not as slow as some slow travelers out there, but we kind of had a minimum of five or six, seven nights in each place. So that allowed us to really soak up um, the culture a little bit more than, you know, the people who are two nights here, two nights there. So um, that was certainly one part of it. Um, But I think it's just having those experience where you're, you know, playing with kids on the street that you don't speak each other's language and you realize that you can do just fine, you know, getting along and sharing a shovel with somebody or whatever it is, you know, on the beach and, you know, just having those um, moments. And I think as far as the experience went, cer- certainly we had those moments where we were um, playing tourist. Um, but then we also had moments where we were just living in a farmhouse in Italy for the last five weeks and studying Italian at a language school and, you know, that kind of thing too. So we kind of did a little of both. Um, as far as being a tourist, we tried really hard our philosophy was to really learn a lot. So our version of touristing was the Mozart Museum while we were in Venice or, you know, the 
Great Barrier Reef when we were in Australia. I mean, really things that would help us learn and, you know, learn the culture as well as just grow from. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. Are there moments that you can think back over the past year that really kind of epitomize that, that experience that you really wanted to have for your kids that you could share with us? Well, certainly, um, you know, I think the whole being able to live out of a backpack and having my 10 year old look at me at one point and say, mom, you know, we really don't need more than what's in our backpack, do we? And, you know, coming from, you know, the American culture where a lot of 10, 11 year olds already have cell phones (laughs) and that, you know, just, you know, it just kind of wows you, you know, they had one bag of a Ziploc gallon bag of Legos with them and, and that lasted, you know, that was good. (laughs) So it's amazing how much we don't need to. And I think that was a lesson for all of us as we sold our stuff and, and carried backpacks around. Oh my gosh. I I mean, there's so much to even talk about right there. So uh, when you were thinking about doing this trip, I want to step back just a a second. Um, And it it sounds like it was always a dream and you were trying to just progressively do longer and longer trips. But what was in your mind, you know, over a year ago, back to, it was probably 2012 that you started planning, right? Like what was the biggest challenge in your mind to, to accomplishing this? Well, we are small business owners. And um, so kind of wrapping up that piece was kind of challenging, trying to figure out how we can leave that for a year as we headed off. Um, We kind of, we just started budgeting too to save our our, uh, pennies. Um, We really um, saved and, you know, didn't get a lot of things that we our neighbors had the the neighbors um and things so we just really saved our money tried to look forward at in everything even the toys the kids got you know we talked about a certain toy and what the price was and we talked about how that's a half day of travel and oh well then let's save it for travel fund mom you know so i think that was certainly part of it um and then we did a lot of travel hacking so we were saving our um, airline miles, credit card miles. Um, we got all of our long air flights paid for before we left with um, credit card and airline miles. So we were, you know, kind of working aggressively at saving those. And yeah. so kind of a little of everything, really. It's, yeah. It was pretty, pretty big picture. So it sounds like your kids were involved in this process from the very, very beginning. Like did, They were. How did you, maybe your younger kid might not, not have even, he was probably like, yeah, okay, whatever, travel the world. But with your older child, how did that conversation go with him? You know, I think we just talked about, oh, you know, we got them involved really. And this is kind of what we're thinking. And it kind of evolved over time as to when it would happen. Or I think they didn't really believe it was going to happen until we actually had that uh, air flight <laughs> um, booked. Um, but I think they they were involved. We asked their opinions of where they would want to go. Um, they each had different opinions on, you know, places that were important to them. Um, the 10 year old really wanted to get to Greece and we didn't make it there. So we're going to oh, put that on the list for I another time. So. But, um, yeah, so I think we just really got them involved. The 10 year old, you know, I don't, if you, there's a picture on our blog of all the library, um, lonely planets he checked out from the library and he had a bookshelf of, you know, 12 lonely planets at one point and he was researching Vietnam for us and had it all mapped out before we even left where we were going to go. And, um, so I think it was just an evolution of all of us getting involved in it together and, and talking about it. And I think they they were both pretty aware. I think they got excited along with us. So yeah, absolutely. And it looks like from your blog that your older son did a lot of blogging himself. Was that sort of part of the because I know you homeschooled them right along the way? We did. Yes. 
Yes. And he, um, yeah, he had to write a weekly blog and we actually um, hired that part out to a writing coach back home. And so every oh, Friday he, he had to upload um, a paper and, um, you know, we put that up on the blog. And I, he ended up being way more pro- prolific on the blog than I did because because I was researching the next town and what we were going to do. You oh, know? Yeah. So, but yeah, it's really fun because I think that'll be a fun journal for him to look back on those stories. Absolutely. Gosh, that's a that's a college essay right there, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, how did you plan where you were going to go? Like, how did you plan your itinerary because it seems like when I think about that that seems like a full-time job in and of itself no kidding turns out the world is a pretty darn big place (laughs) and you think a year sounds like forever but when you really start breaking it down it it goes pretty darn quick you know um we we knew we were going to get to Japan because my husband and I had lived in Japan um years before kids and and we had friends and that we just needed to visit, um, who all had their kids, their own now, um, that played with our kids, which was really super fun. Um, and then we spent a lot of time in Southeast Asia, probably six, seven months in Southeast Asia, because it's a very affordable place to travel. Um, and then, uh, we went down, we saw, I had some friends in Australia and then kind of just slowly made our way, um, around to South Africa and then up through Europe. Um, one of the, dreams my mom always had is um joining the kids on or taking the kids on safari in south africa oh my gosh and so that was kind of the softening blow when we told them that we were gonna (laughs) we were gonna be taking the grandkids out of the country for a year is to say hey you want to meet us in south africa for that safari so um that was really special we had a you know two weeks with them in south africa which was lovely and um and then you know we had to do europe and italy and you know that kind of thing too so yeah we kind of just slowly made our way slowly made our way around it was you know it was hard to plan but some of it was budget focus and some of it was just you know everybody's list of where they wanted to go and how much of it did you have planned out before you left home um not much we had japan pretty planned that was our first stop um and then we had several of our long um the airline trips scheduled already because those were um airline mile trips that we had to plan ahead. So like from South Africa, excuse me, from Australia into South Africa, where we were meeting up for my, with my folks and that safari we had planned, that was about, oh, seven, eight months into it. Okay. And then, um, and then from South Africa, we um, took a repositioning cruise, which is, um, are you familiar with the term? No, no. Um, there are, um, the cruise lines they tend to spend uh, the warm season in in one hemisphere and then the go down to the other summer in the southern hemisphere and and during those interim times they have pretty much empty boat going from the southern hemisphere up to the northern hemisphere when to start that next season so we were able to get a pretty good deal on a cruise 19 day cruise from south africa up into europe so that was our our uh, transportation up to europe wow yeah, that was super fun. And we stopped in little ports along the West Coast of Africa and, you know, Spain and Portugal that we probably wouldn't have made it to otherwise. Yeah, so, absolutely. Wow, yeah. that's that's fabulous to know about. Yeah, that was fun. And um, so then we hit Europe and, and uh, just kind of went around visiting friends and some highlights and got to see the Eiffel Tower and Big Ben and, you know, those too. So that was we, – so we didn't have much planned out as far as um, – you know, just the major things and a few of the flights and we kind of just winged it the rest of the time. I want to go back to something you said about telling your parents and the grandparents that you were taking right. <laughs> the kids. Talk a little bit about people's responses when you said, yeah, we're going to go 
leave for a year. And by the way, we're taking the kids. What, um, like, what did people say outside of people outside you, of your family? Well, including you know, your family. Well, our family, I think, you know, they're travelers too. And I think, you know, it, at least part of them understood, although they were, they were a little bit sad. And then certainly, you know, from the community, you had the, you have those people that are like, wow, that sounds amazing. And then there are the people that are like, why on earth would you want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I think you just have, you know, different people's reactions and, um, yeah, I think a little of everything really. Oh, that's so fabulous. Well, it's just, um. You know, I, I mean, I'm I'm thinking about taking my kids to Peru for like two weeks this summer, and mm-hmm. even just that, you know, with in laws is like, why why are you doing that? Can we go with you? I'm like, no, no, <laughs> that's <laughs> no. A different, that's a different trip altogether. Totally, totally. <laughs> so, uh, talk about uh, what was the most surprising thing to you? It could, and it could be anything, like logistically, or just your family, or or really anything. Like when you look back on the on the year, what really was surprising to you? Um, I think we all grew closer for sure. I mean, there are times when you needed to rely on somebody and you kind of just looked around to each other and it's amazing how, you know, we certainly met other families and met other people on the road, but you know, when push came to shove, it was really about the four of us coming together and helping each other with the bags or the packing or planning together. Um, and you know, when, when the kids and the boys, I mean, they just, they play together all the time, which was really fun to see as siblings, you know, as you know, they're hit and miss some days. Or <laughs> um, but you know, so that was fun. Um, I think also just the the way all of us kind of left it with this broader um, understanding of the world, um, and, you know, and we knew that that what shouldn't have been a surprise, but I think it always has that kind of surprising aspect to it when out of nowhere, you know, the kids say, oh, yeah, well, kids in Cambodia don't have that. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, those moments where you see a kid playing soccer with a plastic Coke bottle and the kids ask you about that and, well, they don't have anything else, you know? So, um, I think there's always, there's always takeaways, but I think, you know, also as we all learn them together, that was really fun for us. Yeah. That's fantastic. If you had to do it all over again, what advice would you give yourself when you're back in the planning phases? That it was all going to be okay. (laughs) You know, I think both of all of us went into it with really open minds and hearts as to what to expect. And, you know, we didn't really have too much preconceived, but there's always that, oh, are we doing something just totally crazy here? (laughs) Um, Yes. And it's so awesome. Yeah. And it was, and it was great. Um, So yeah, we, no, I don't, there really aren't too many big surprises or advice I would give myself. You know, there were a few things where, yeah, I probably wouldn't stay in that hotel in Bangkok again or something. Thing, but yeah, how did you research the places that you were going to be staying? Like I, I lean pretty heavily on TripAdvisor, but I know you can't always do that. You know, like that. You know, if you're in some little teeny teeny, teeny tiny town, um, yeah, I'm a huge exist. TripAdvisor fan, and I would often find um, places on Agoda.com or Bookings.com or something. And then after I found, I read the reviews on those sites. I check over on TripAdvisor to see if they have those same places reviewed. Um, and TripAdvisor is really great for um, activities to do that are great and certainly some hotels. Um, that said, in the more expensive countries like Japan and through Europe, we um, ended up in Airbnbs a lot, and apartment rentals, because then we could, you know, cook a meal or two at home. And, you know, just for four people, it was a lot easier to spread out, you know, have some room and you know, it's much cheaper in the long run. So 
we kind of did a little of both. Airbnb, I really like their reviews too because they seem very honest. You have to have actually stayed in the place <laughs> to, <laughs> to review it. So, oh, that's fantastic. Well, yeah, it's it's. I would imagine that, as you said, y- you didn't have as much time to blog as you thought because you were spending all this time kind of researching the next leg of your trip. So, I would imagine that between traveling itself doing these little adventures, homeschooling, and then researching the next leg of your trip. I mean, again, that sounds like a full-time job. It was, <laughs> but it was so worth it. It was yeah. so much fun. You know, it's like the best job you could have. The best job ever. <laughs> right? <laughs> so what was it like coming back? When did you come back? Uh, just September. So six, seven months ago. Okay. And we have um, rented a home right now in Seattle um, and through sabbaticalhomes.com. It's a great website for um, other people who are trying to travel. So they're short-term rentals or kind of longer short-term rentals. That's cool. Um, and we've rented a home from a family who um, took their kids to um, New Zealand for the year. So, oh, cool. so we got that kind of a furnished home in Seattle, which has been, worked out beautifully for us. And we're really happy here. So that's kind of fun. And um, not quite sure what's going to happen when this rental ends up in <laughs> July, although we have some friends we want to visit in, in Portland and uh, California. So we'll do that and probably be back up here in the fall again. So yeah. So what I mean, what was it like for kids coming back to are they are they in school now? Or do you homeschool them still? Or what's the... Uh, the older one is continued to be homeschooled. He was really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, the second one is way super social. And he was really anxious to get back to, to school. school and friends. And, and, yeah. yeah. So he um, joined the school and you know, I, he didn't really say too much. I think it's been fairly seamless. At one point in, early in the year, we said, so does your teacher know what you did last year? And he said, yeah, I told her, but I don't think she believed. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, out of the mouth of a seven-year-old, yeah. Oh, yeah, traveled around the world. Yeah, children in Cambodia don't have soccer balls. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I think it's been, you know, all of us have are still kind of always in the back of our head planning the next thing. And, you know, I, I read travel blogs and and wish I could be out there again and so that's probably imminent at some point to that we're back on the road but um right now we're we are enjoying being closer to friends and family again oh, too sure. so. when so when you were traveling were there things that you just missed desperately about being home in your house or what have you Peanut butter. (laughs) Um, Not really. You know, our families, of course, and we were really fortunate that both the grandparents met up with us at different times on the trip. That's so cool. um, Yeah, that was really fun. Um, But no, we just, we had each other and we had all these great, amazing experiences and and new things to try and do. And, you know, there wasn't a lot we missed from home. That's nice. That's nice that you didn't have to deal with like, oh, I wish I could go back. I mean, some part of it, like when I think about my own family, I mean, it's hard, it's hard enough to get them to go, I don't know, away for the weekend somewhere that they've never heard of, you know, so, (laughs) you know, that I want to be with my friends, or I miss my school or any of that. So it's nice to know that your kids are, sounds like they were like, I think they were too busy. (laughs) <laughs> they, yeah. they were just too busy to yeah. even think about it. You know, that I remember at one point in Japan, you know, they were like, wow, we're only a month in, you know, <laughs> and here it goes. Let's just keep going. And we did some crazy wild things that, you know, like, um, one of my biggest challenges was we did some zip lining in the Thai jungle. Mm. And, it, you know, the kids still talk about that as being one of their favorite days. And, you know, these are just things that they wouldn't have been able to do back home. So, I don't think they were yearning for regular school. (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I wouldn't be either. Well, when you think about your personal favorite trip or excursion that you took, what comes to mind? 
Oh, you know, the thing that as a lot of travelers really have a hard time with this question because every day was such an incredible experience. But, um, you know, a few things that come to mind, we, we volunteered with elephants for a week in Northern Thailand Mm. and, um, we had to bathe and feed and clean their stalls and whatever it is. And, and, you know, it was not only incredible to be there, you know, stroking the gentle giants and, and, you know, cleaning with them and living with them, but also just to see my little city kids working up such a sweat. You know I mean? <laughs> we worked really hard <laughs> and it was really, it was really lovely. But, you know, also then you can't be having been in the Great Barrier Reef or, you know, different caves or, you know, certainly our, even our little Italian countryside home was delightful. You know, I mean, everything was kind of its own special memory. So it, it is hard to pin it down. How are you, how are you capturing those memories for your family? I mean, outside of it being in your hearts forever, are you, um, do you have like a scrapbook that you guys put together or is there something that you're, you're going to be doing to kind of remember it? You know, Megan, we really should, but we're (laughs) anti stuff. I know. Right. The idea of like printing pictures. It's like, Oh, Oh, we're going to be leaving this house soon. Do we really want to print frame things for the walls? (laughs) So, um, you know, we do look, um, you know, I was asked to um, speak at a travel bookstore just recently here in Seattle and, and went in and did a speech on uh, family travel. And we all just had fun reminiscing and picking out the pictures and, um, and they, the family came with me and then halfway through somebody in the audience said, Oh, can we talk to your kids about what they thought <laughs> was like? And so, you know, all of us just kind of remembering it together. Yeah. Um, just a week or two ago, my seven year old had to do a, um, a poster of himself and his teacher kind of encouraged him to do something about the trip. And so he and I sat and looked at, you know, three million and two photos I'm and sure. tried to pick out, you know, which ones he would want to present to the class on his poster about himself. And, and he had so much fun picking, most of his were animals. And, yeah. Yeah. But he just had so much fun picking out um, the memories that were special to him. And that was kind of neat. Yeah, that is absolutely the trip of a lifetime. I would imagine that as they get to different ages, they'll start remembering different things. Yeah, remembering them differently. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's so fantastic. Well, you mentioned, um, you know, giving advice for families. Do you have advice that you offer to families who would like to do something similar? Well, I think part of the battle or big part of the battle is just knowing it's possible. Yeah. I think a lot of people say, go, oh yeah, that sounds like a dream come true. But I think to actually see us having done it and we didn't win the lottery, we saved <laughs> our money and we sold our house and we kind of made it happen. And I think seeing those people, seeing people like us and, and we met a tremendous number of fantastic families doing similar things with their kids. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So that part was just fun. And, and, you know, just start saving those pennies, creating those airline miles, do whatever travel hacking you can find. And, you know, it's possible. It's it's a fun little baby steps, but it, it, it's out there and it's possible. That's fantastic. Well, Catherine, this has been so, so interesting and inspiring. I've been just so inspired by your family and uh, your travels and your adventure. So thank you for sharing that. If people want to find out more about you or uh, your writing or how might they do that? Well, our blog is takingthebigbreak.com. And if we're also on Facebook, I'm probably a little more prolific on Facebook at Taking the Big Break. Um, or my email is contact at takingthebigbreak.com. And I'm happy to answer questions and talk travel. And, you know, I love to inspire people to get out there on the road with their kids because I just think it's so hugely beneficial for everyone. 
That's fantastic. Well, I will put all of that information in the show notes, which you can find at Life Hacks for Working Moms, the website, lh, the number four, wm.com. And as always, you can find Life Hacks for Working Moms on iTunes. I do recommend you subscribe to the podcast, leave a review if you liked this episode. We want to hear from you. So thanks so, so much for tuning in today. And on behalf of Catherine and myself, we'd like to thank you. And I will talk to you next time.